0: This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Gavin Scholes, who is the CEO of 1300 Australia. G'day, Gavin. Good morning. How are you, Alan? Very well. Now, um, 1300 Australia owns or, or sells phone numbers. Um, uh, tell us a bit about the background of this business.
1: Uh, well, my background is in marketing. I spent a lot of time in the States. In about 1994, I... Every time I came back to Australia, I couldn't realize, I couldn't understand why it was a great marketing tool in the US and had never been done in Australia. So um, I left the corporate world and over the next eight years, I spoke to the government and, and did numerous things and we finally got phone words up in a position where they could actually work in well, Australia. So you
0: introduced phone words into Australia, the, the ability to, to go one yeah. 800 uh, rabbits or whatever it is. Yeah, basically. So you, you, you brought it to Australia.
1: Yeah, so we already had it here in Australia, but because Australia at the time in the mid-90s was a dumping ground for any mobile phone keypad in this country, um, they couldn't be used because on one key, on number one, you'd have ABC, on the next phone you'd have it on zero. So we had to standardise the international keypad, which took six years, and then basically to turn all the old phones out of the country and everything else. So... In the process, between '96 and 2004, we uh, well, I worked on um, myself and my wife worked on it. Was a startup. Worked on uh, doing all of that in the background, getting all that happening and at the same time, trying to get a joint venture up running with Telstra, which uh, which eventually took uh, eight years.
0: Right, but you did it with Telstra. In yeah,
1: the end. We, we we joined a, a partnership and uh, we took phone words to the market in Australia in a big way.
0: And that was with, Telstra but, with you, Telstra, but you
1: ended up buying Telstra out. We right. bought Telstra out. So the relationship with Telstra started in March two thousand and four. We uh, we bought Telstra out of the business in uh, November two thousand and seventeen. And how much did Telstra own at the time? <clears throat> uh, well, it was started off as a fifty fifty JV, and at the end, Telstra owned eighty five percent.
0: Oh, how? We sold down. Well, we
1: sold down a little bit. Oh, I see. Right. Uh, the, that then, eight that eight years actually cost a lot of money, Alan. We'll set that up, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. No, you took some dough out. No, I get it. But um, but then you put the money back right back
1: in, of course, to buy them out. Yeah, we 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 didn't um, we didn't take anything off the table. We we had big plans for the phone word business. Telstra were a great partner, fantastic partner. Um, but we saw things a little bit differently moving forward. We wanted to move into areas such as. Uh, Core cool recording, business analytics, artificial intelligence, all around compliance and everything that's required globally. Um, so we we introduced we started building a product called Corlin around uh, four years ago, and that's now up and ro- up and operating in eleven different countries. Yeah, right. So we'll get onto that in a moment. Yep. But I just, um, I
0: mean, when, when you it, it, you still look like you're in partnership with Telstra. If you go to the, your website, the 1-800-1300 one, one phone words or whatever website. 1-300 numbers, uh, it's got
1: Telstra livery on it. It's all Telstra's colours and it looks like, yeah, it looks it like a, a Telstra website. The, the colours are, are a little bit different. Um, we, uh, Telstra still remain our exclusive partner. Um, so they're an exclusive partner to us. So if Telstra market or sell phone words in the market, they do it through 1300 Australia. Right. Um, so we, we still have a very, very close relationship with Telstra. We just have no ownership involved.
0: And do you, um, do you only sell the words? You
1: know, it's, do you sell all the num- all the 1300, 1800 numbers or just the words? We, we um, look basically a customer will call us rear phone word. Um, in some cases they can and can't afford it. In some cases they don't need a phone word depending on their line of business, but we can sell standard numbers. One and one and one three, or we uh, we sell phone words. So if the customer does any marketing or advertising, we uh, we try and direct them into the into the phone word because it, it helps their business. And what and what does it cost? What do you what do you charge for them? Oh, look, it varies. So you've only got a certain uh, pool of numbers that spell great words. Um, so if you look at pure words like one three hundred rental or one eight hundred finance, these are pure words that it, pure words that encapsulate an industry. So they're very, very valuable. Um, so those words could be anything up to three or $4,000 a month, um, down to, uh, to words that might be second or third generation of that word that might be anywhere from $150 a month. Right. So how much of that do you keep? How much of that do
0: we keep? Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's, an
1: it, that's an interesting question. No, I'm
0: just wondering whether,
1: whether because uh, uh, I take it you own these words, we, right? we, we uh, We've invested... Uh, Oh, close to fifteen million dollars, probably more, in buying those numbers. Yeah.
0: Um, so then, if you own them all, does that is that money all yours, or do you the, then when you sell them is that the, all, Is that or do you have to pay Telstra? No, no, some no sort we don't. We don't have to pay. Or?
1: We don't have to pay Telstra. Telstra resells, so if they resell for us, Telstra obviously makes something out of it. But uh, if we sell directly to the customer, um, you know that, that goes towards supporting our infrastructure and everything else. Yes, of course. We employ around uh, forty three people in Melbourne, or actually nationally. Um, so, yeah, that goes to running the business. No, I'm
0: just trying to get a sense of how the business works. What's the, yeah, what's so, the model? Yes, so it's, it's a
1: new model. Um, most contracts are three years. Um, and they're three years for the simple reason that once you get a phone word, they're not magic. They're not like any other marketing tool. Nothing's magic. You need to invest in it. You know, if you've got delivery vans, you need to actually start advertising on those mobile billboards and everything else. Um, so it runs for three years, and our average uh, contract length is well over fifty months. So you know, customers obviously, uh, obviously like them. Yeah.
0: Now you mentioned Colin Is it call C-A-L-L-N? N. Um And you developed that business. Yeah. So so there, what is there, it?
1: There was a very um, there was a, a, a very small company in Australia that uh, was a one is a one man band actually. We moved to a Telstra uh, phone system around six years ago. It couldn't support core recording, so we started using this guy's product, and we um, we liked it. So we bought it. Um, we didn't pay a lot for it, but in the background, we kept the founder on, who's still there as a head engineer, a guy by the name of Paul Johansson. Um, and we a- we actually went about um, scaling that business and building it out, and uh, and looking at what we could do differently. Um, to what some of the big guys in this space do, people like companies like Variant and Nice. I don't know if your listeners have heard them, but they, they specialise in the top end on premise call recording and analytics. So we had to be smart. Um, so we went about building a product that, uh, that anyone could use, whether they had five handsets in their office or, or whether they had 5,000. We needed to build a product that had a really good user experience so you didn't need a business analyst in there to run it and run the reports and everything else. So we learn a lot, lot off the uh, you know the great companies in that space around the world, companies like Apple and that you know keeping everything clean and simple. Um, and uh, and now we're up and running in eleven countries. We, we've um, you know we've got some serious businesses in Australia using. We've got some serious businesses over in the US using it. But our our big push is basically Australia and North America at the moment. And. So, what exactly do you when when you talk, when you say call analytics? What does that mean? So we can break down a phase. So, one of the biggest problems we have in business, other than compliance, so in certain industries, finance, these types of areas, you've got certain compliance areas that you've got to you've got to meet. In a lot of cases, as recently shown with the Royal Commission, um, there's not a lot of businesses out there actually meeting the, their compliance. Another areas PCI uh, reduction. So PCI reduction is basically. It's law that if I give you my credit card over the phone, you're not allowed to know what those credit card numbers are. So it needs to be redacted out of that call recording. A lot of businesses still aren't doing that. So hypothetically, it's illegal, but it's a really, really big security issue because I don't want my credit card, you knowing what my credit card is number is. So if you look at call and we take, if you, if you look at the start of the journey, we take the phone call. So we take that phone call. And we can, if you're, uh, let's say you're in a sales, era, a sales environment, you're a car dealer. So we've got quite a few car dealers that use our product. Car dealers spend a lot of money on advertising. They bring these customers in who call, and then they'll turn around the advertiser and saying, well, those leads we got in were rubbish. You know, there was nothing in it for us. But when we sit back and analyse those calls, and we listen to what their salespeople are saying to the customer, and what the customer's asking the salesperson, you find there's a total disconnect. You know, because the customers out there—they're mentioning competitors' names, and this is in the motor industry, for example, competitors' names, Kia or whatever. The salesperson invariably isn't isn't processing that information in the way a salesperson should. So, what you do is you break down those calls. So we we know that there's certain things a salesperson should say when he's talking to a customer. That is, let's say hypothetically, five years uh, warranty. You know, all of this other stuff that goes with it. As an owner of that business, I don't know if you're saying that. So I can't put my hand on my heart and say, Alan spoke to 10 customers today and he mentioned the key things that make our business differently.
0: Oh, so you, you can you We can, can score it.
1: those. So we can score those automatically. So we can actually, we can build in those scripts and we can actually send to, uh, to your boss, if you like, in real time, that you've got sales guys on the, on the call that are only mentioning three things that are your key selling points out of 10. If you flip that around and from a compliance point of view, there's things that people can't say such as, you know, this isn't financial advice I'm giving you, you know, I can't be giving you financial advice, all these other areas. People need to say things on certain calls. Now, if they're not saying them, your business is in a fair bit of trouble. So from the the motor dealer's point of view, it's not legal trouble because all you're doing is missing out on sales, but from a finance and banking point of view, you could certainly find yourself um, with those commissioners again. And are you using artificial intelligence? Yeah, we use we use a fair bit of artificial intelligence to, um, to pick up... Um, so not everything you say is verbatim, and you never expect... We don't want robots on the phone. So it, it can't be verbatim. So what we can basically do is what we do is build fuzzy phrases. So our, our software is intelligent enough to know that you've actually said what you were supposed to say, but in a totally different way. So we can pick that up. Right. So... Um, we uh, we use IBM. We do sentiment analysis as well. So one of the things that's very big globally and, um, you know, we use it ourselves is Net Promoter Score, um, NPS. So it's basically... How we rate ourselves in in the way of customer service, how we how we manage the customer journey, and everything else, and we're very big on NPS the way we run our business. And our NPS score is uh, is plus seventy nine, which is basically world class. That's extraordinary. Yeah, it is. It's world class. Yeah, especially for the industry we uh, we operate in. Um, so through our sentiment analysis engine working with IBM, we can also pick up we can also do automatic NPS and everything else for customers. So. I've watched many businesses over the years. They go out and survey, and so the salesperson will ring the person and say, listen, my bonus depends on this. Give me a really good survey. You know, that's not the way how you run a business. We can do all that automatically in the background. Well, it happens, Alan. We all know it happens. I know it does. I've been in sales. We know it happens. It um, wasn't as prevalent in my day, but... Uh, we can um, we can generate all of that re- those reports and everything else, and, and really clear dashboard reports um, in an instant, and basically tell you how your business. I suppose is going. the best
0: thing about this business, the second business from your point of view, is it's global, not not Australian. The one three hundred numbers is just Australian.
1: Yeah, so a big part of that is the transcription because we transcribe the calls for customers. Um, and, and part of that transcription journey is basically picking out all of those phrases as well. And that's where our AI comes in and our BI, our business intelligence. Um, so at the moment, we can do English. Uh, so we do North American because obviously their English is different to our English. And um, the UK, some English-speaking countries, um, French, Canadian, Spanish. Um, and we're currently in the process of working on with our partner in the US, um, some of the Asian countries. You have to get, uh, get
0: China. You have to get Chinese. Yeah, I don't think they want their calls recorded. They already have. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think <laughs> we get to listen to them. I'll be talking to Gavin Scholes, who's the CEO of 1300 Australia. Thanks very much, Gavin. My pleasure.